Troy, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Thank you for giving me your time. Thanks for having me. First up, cheers, brother. I hope you're having a fucking lovely time on your holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Great times. Great times. Living the dream, I bet. <laughs> Every night. Every night. So just so the listeners are aware, you're out in sunny Ukraine at the minute. Catching, catching some, yep. catching some rays, chilling out, <laughs> smoking cigars, drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice little vacation. A nice little vacation. But in all seriousness, what what's it like actually out on the on the front line, as it were, at the minute? So obviously we get bits and pieces reported to us back via the news, which you know you take the news with a pinch of salt. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> there's a little shelling out here. Uh, a lot of the cities that have been around have been getting hit. Um, civilian areas getting smashed on. Uh, I know stayed in Zaporizhia for a little while, and when I was out there, there were fucking 2 a.m. wake up calls with rockets. So it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a mess. A bit of a mess. I, I fucking bet it is. Well, so. In terms of what you're doing out there at the minute, are you are you part of like a sort of tactical group or are you, how, how did you get the call to go over there or did you just volunteer? Uh, so in the beginning, um, I wrote a couple of people. I ended up getting with a group called the Wolverines who were out West. Um, it was more training, advisory level yeah. stuff, like medical things. Um, wasn't really the gig for me with my infantry background so um, eventually I was contacted by a guy that was out east and asked if I wanted to come to the fight so I ended up near Severodonetsk I was on my way out there they blew the last bridge um, I don't know if you know much about that but there was no way to really get in there so we had a few guys that were actually in Severodonetsk fighting with the team that I was joining um, once they got back we started trying to run operations in the Donbass area Basically, June 2nd, I took, I got here, landed about a week after I was out east and joining the fight. Yeah, that's, that's mad. So were you just basically sat at home and thought, I could, I could lend a hand out here? I'm, I've got some skills that I can actually put to good use. You know, as they say, like idle hands, especially of soldiers, you know, they don't know what to do with their hands. Once, <laughs> once they've left, because it always <laughs> to, to quote to quote the movie Jihad, it always remember always always remembers the rifles. Is that did you sort of see it as an opportunity to get back into a fight? Yeah, uh, more so than anything, I just wanted to help um, the skills that I've attained over the years. I, I thought it would be good on me to come out here and, and give a hands. Um, you know, likewise I did with the Peshmerga, mm. seeing the shit on the news, innocent people getting fucked up. You know, not really having a chance to defend themselves. So, you know, I, I was hoping guys like myself would take the call. And, and getting here, I've, I've seen a lot of that. It definitely takes a a special type of human to do that. Hundred percent. You know, we all sign up to join the military. You know, it's it's you're not forced. You literally take the take the call and then join up. And then once you once you leave, you know. I can guarantee uh, 
like 90 percent of the motherfuckers out there that have worn the uniform have gone right if they if we get a chance to get called up again we'll we'll take it you know i think it's slightly different for us brits getting over over to ukraine i think the the laws are probably slightly different um but yeah fucking props to you guys to putting your lives on the line for for people you don't know once again you know what i mean yeah, definitely. Because obviously, like you said, you're 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 a former U.S. Marine. Am I correct? So you know, yes. some say probably the second best Marines in the. Yeah, I'll stick. I'll stick up for our bootnecks on that one. <laughs> yeah, you get to. I'll defend mine. We're the yeah. first best. Yeah. Now, to be fair. <laughs> To be fair, I, I got to work alongside you guys while I was out in, in Bastion um, or Camp Leatherneck, as you guys called it. And yeah, some of the greatest bunch of lads I've ever had the privilege of meeting. You know what I mean? You know, and, you know, we have that old bitter like sort of rivalry, bit of banter between, you know, 19 or 1776, should I say, and, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> And how you and you, how you saved us in World War Two, but you know, from out of all the people that you know you serve alongside, you, you definitely need you definitely need the U.S. on your side, not against you. Put it that way. Hundred percent. So at the minute, what's your what's your sort of daily routine like at the minute? Because obviously you you said you had a little bit of downtime tonight, which is why you've given me the privilege of of coming on. Yeah, we um we just ran a, a pretty big mission. Uh, it, it wasn't a success, but we were given a few days off after. Normally, we wake up, we'll go to the range, we'll try uh, try and practice some drills. Uh, you know, the the normal shit that you do in any military. Hit the range and work on our speed reloads, work on our organizational movements and things like that. And uh, basically, we're just standing by for a mission. So who who's giving you the missions? Is it part of the Ukraine army, or is it you sort of picking? Yeah, stuff? we're we're um, the unit that I'm with. We're technically under a special forces unit, so we have our hires are Ukrainian army. Uh, they dictate when they want us on something um, and, and what we do. And uh, you know, once they give us the word, we we train for that op. And, yeah, yeah. Try to knock it out. Fucking, that's fucking, that's pretty cool, to be fair. And in terms of like hierarchy, did you sort of slot back into where you where you left? Like, did you like sort of resume the position, as it were? Like, you get some of the lads that have obviously <laughs> left as fucking staff sergeants and things like that that come over, and then you get the odd private, or is it literally you're all on the same base level? There's no fucking. Uh, most of us are the same base. Um... You know, from the beginning, once I, I came here, I, I said, you know, no, nothing against any leadership billet, but that's, that's not something I want here. I, I came here to fight. So, uh, you know, the more basic, the more simplicity, the easier it is for me, the, yeah, the easier it is to do the task. Of course. And obviously, the more fucking cogs you got turning, the harder it will be. You know, like you said, if you keep it simple, you can get the job and task done. Um, you know, you obviously will probably appoint someone to be the point man for whatever the op is and then 
go from there. But by the looks of the outfit that you guys are, are working with, you're all highly trained and fucking ready to use. You know, you, like coiled yeah. springs, the dogs of war, you could say. Let them, go, <laughs> let them fucking go. Yeah, let's go. Uh, all my guys are really highly skilled. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure to work alongside of them. Hmm. Um, you know, we have a few different countries here serving, so it's uh it's good to see the tacticians from around the world being able to operate and learn things and teach things within the group definitely that, that's always good to, as they say in it i uh, steel shop and steel so you know if you've got the best of the best from each different country and see how they work then there's no harm in implementing what they can do to to the skills that you already know do you know what i mean and fucking so has anything surprised you in terms of the Russians themselves? Because obviously we get all the propaganda, oh, Russia are the fucking big and mighty. They're all fucking, probably all on steroids, looking like Ivan Drago. But, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had a few conversations with a few people and they said their fucking military is pretty piss poor, to be fair. Yeah, it, it's um, you know, from the majority of what my team has seen. It's looks like conscripts you know guys that really i don't think they want to be here yeah um, you know like i said in, in a previous interview their their morale's low uh they, you know they're fucking sent here thinking it was a training mission they get told last minute they're they're trying to take over a brotherhood you know they they look at the guys in ukraine like brothers so i don't think a lot of them really want to be here um the ones that do do the heinous shit i think that's just malicious in their heart so from the yeah. from the ground, um, I think a lot of the guys are just you know they're just fucking making their way through. They're just treading water trying to get out of this. Yeah, because we uh, we did hear a few like rumors about that that they were sent there as as a training mission, and then um, they're like plopped in the middle of fucking Ukraine, going what the fuck? And then obviously, yeah. you, you, the Ukrainians have literally just gone, no mate, you ain't you ain't coming in here. But exactly. it's fucking it, it's. Scary shit, though, to be fair. Like, the fact that they, they did it in the first place and how fucking mad Putin actually is, you know. There's always been the, the threat of what he could do and then he's gone and done something like this. It's fucking... It's crazy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely proven to be mentally unstable with all this shit and continuing on, you know. And it definitely shows that they've got their... um. A propaganda machine working in in such a way that they still think fucking sorry my daughter is a helmet um but i literally just sent her a message saying don't text me i'm busy and she sent me a text saying, okay <laughs> fucking muppet um <laughs> kids kids um okay yeah. but it, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's showing like that their propaganda machine because they're obviously he's still in power somehow it's like but it's always that that thing. You don't know whether people are telling the truth when they say, "Well, if anyone goes against him, they get fucking fucking mag to grid. They they they've disappeared." Yeah. And it's like, yeah. But you also hear the other rumors that he's fucking riddled with cancer, and this is like his last stand. It's like, hmm, hmm. Yeah, uh, with what he's doing, that kind of makes sense. I mean, one last fucking power grab. Yeah, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like he's trying to do something so people remember him, whether it's good or bad. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. It's as though he will now be in history as the president of Russia that tried to take Ukraine and will forever be fucking mentioned. <coughs> Which is crazy. But, you know, it, we're all on the... Uh, we're all on, on your guys' side, especially, you know, those that have taken the time out to to go and do it, you know, because it's, you're a, you're a family man yourself, I believe, and, you know, leaving, yeah. leaving your kids at home to go and fight a war. I know if I said that I was going to do that, my missus would be like, it's not your fight. But, <laughs> but, it's, but it's one of those as well. If everybody went, yeah, it's not my fight, then nothing will get done. Yeah, I got that before I left. Uh, I got the whole, it's not your fight thing. And, you know, I was, I was a couple months balls deep here. And, mm. But uh, the relationship didn't work out, so. Oh, fair enough. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, you, did you think that you're some sort of war junkie for going over there? No, um, she knew my background. I, I met her after being in the Peshmerga. Oh, and, uh, and the and the Marines, so she knew it was just you know it's one of those things where you're you're abandoning me kind of whatever. And then uh, I was in a fucking trench in Nikolaev getting bombed, and came back in to get service. Looked at my text, and there was a we're done. <laughs> wow, over a text, Jesus, this man's a fucking <laughs> yeah. this, man, this man is a fucking warfighter. Fucking text, women. Um, <laughs> But it's it's fucking mad. Would you would you sort of say that you're sort of you you crave the sort of adrenaline rushes of going out to different conflicts? So like you said, you went to Pashmina and now you're in Ukraine and obviously doing tours of duty within the U.S. Marines. Is it something that you're like, well, I've got to get back out there. Can't can't settle oh, without it. Honestly, man, no. I I fucking hate it. To be to be real with you, <laughs> I I don't yeah, like yeah. the. I don't like almost fucking dying all the time, but yeah, yeah. at the end I'll of the day, uh, you know, it's just, it's something I, I felt that was calling me and, you know, I have a skill set that not everybody has. And if I can lend a hand, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's like a fireman running into the building. At yeah. the end of the day, if, if I have the skill for that, then I'm going to utilize it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. There's another fucking text message. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I get that, definitely. And, you know, and I totally understand having that skill set is different, difficult to sort of use when you're a civilian. Like when I when I first left the military, personally, I was like, "Oh, what am I supposed to do?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you, know you know what? I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm similar to you. I'm not one of those that craves the adrenaline rushes or gunfights or anything like that. I'm, but it's like. I spent five and a half years learning how to use different weapon systems, different fighting tactics from squadron level down to fire team level, down to pairs and, you know, CQB stuff, clearing, clearing fucking buildings. It's like, when am I ever going to use that in civilian life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually got red flagged at one of my jobs for bringing that up. Yeah, and asking about my experiences and things. Yeah, I, and left I, me. I don't tell them that. Yeah, unless, unless me and my daughters are messing around with the Nerf guns, and I have to try and clear the house, they they won't <laughs> they won't they won't stand a chance. 
<laughs> exactly. Stack them up. <laughs> so, how much how much downtime have you? Did you say you got, or are you back to it tomorrow? Uh, I got tomorrow off. The following morning, I should be back to it. Uh, we got uh, a little bit of rain time tomorrow. But oh, that's something. You know, that's something serious. I, I have to admit, like when I, when I was serving, I was like, I used to hate the fact that we would get sent to the ranges and things like that because it was constantly doing different drills. And at the time, obviously, you're like, well, can we not just have some fucking downtime? <laughs> yeah, but then when, when you when when you if you're like myself, like you you get out and you're like. Fucking hell, I actually miss going to the range. The range was awesome. You, you know, you got to blast off rounds willy-nilly. And it's like now now it's now being in the UK, it's like, well, I can't even get a fucking rifle to go shoot without having going down all these different fucking laws and avenues to get the licenses and shit like that. It's like fuck's sake. Yeah, fuck that. We're shooting Man. rockets and shit over here. Ah, <laughs> living the absolute dream. Living the dream. Yeah. So, um, in ter- in terms of kit and equipment, did you bring your own stuff, or were you issued like uh, weapon systems and things when you got out here? Yeah. I brought it? my own body armor. Yeah. Um, I brought my own plate carrier. I bought a little fucking bump helmet just because I, I figured it'd either hold my my red light or GoPro or some shit. But yeah, yeah. once you get here, uh, being part of the Legion, they, they'll give you a kit if you don't have it. Um, we all got pretty good weapons. My team's fitted with scars and uh, the CZs. We got the brand oh, nice. two. Nice. Uh, something I never shot before, but I, I came real close to it. It's a, it's a real good rifle, but we're not lacking in things like that. I mean, the main things we do need are like night vision to, to be night oh, yeah, operable. Yeah. Um, and shit like that, where your basic kit, your, your plate carriers, your armor, um, rifle, they give you all that. And, and that was a wake up to me because the Peshmer guy showed up and I didn't have a fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got a I got a busted AK without a buttstock, and one of the Brits that was there gave me some body armor because he's like, I don't want you fighting on the front without it. Yeah, yeah, and, that uh, makes all sense. Yeah, I, I didn't have a fucking helmet. I was wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> so here it's it's well, that's it's quite a luxury we get, you know. Well, so, some say Aliness saves lives. I don't know if you heard that saying before, um, but yeah, in terms of getting the kit, I think us Brits sent a lot of different um munitions and and things like that over because we can't obviously same with america we can't really step in and help because then it's a fucking world war in and nobody got time for that um no although although i'm still waiting i'm like it's gonna really kick off soon i'm gonna get that phone call saying you need to report to base (laughs) because i'm I'm still yeah i'm still i'm still technically in reserve so I've got, I've still got, I think I've got another year left and then, then I can go, no, but, <laughs> but, until, but until then, but yeah, I think we've, we've sent out quite a, a, a lot of money over, I believe, because some of the Brits are like, why are we sending so much money when we're going through a fucking energy crisis and shit like that? It's like, yeah, I get your point, but there's also yeah. people, people dying. Yeah, well, when they say that shit, tell them we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've, we've we've got some fucking lifesavers because of it. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, how how are you documenting it? Because obviously things are different these days. Like, 
in terms of phones, cameras, GoPros, and things like that? Are you documenting quite a lot? Because obviously, this is yeah. a, big, a big part I've, of our history. Uh, I've tried to, you know, I, like when I was out in Zaporizhia sleeping in my fucking hotel, and I hear the uh, the surface to air trying to smash on the fucking rockets coming in. I'll turn my phone on, just record the sounds at least. And, yeah. Same thing, you know, when I, when I was in the trench a couple of times, it, whether you can see or not, I'll just turn my camera on and let it pick up the audio. Um, we were actually in a, a little firefight the other night where I got some, some pretty good audio of us fucking laying waste to them with, with uh, 50 cals, 240s, and Mark 19. Naughty, naughty. I love all that. Because, uh, like I said, it's we're, we're in different times now, and in terms of that sort of stuff, it, it's not as don't have to be as secretive i guess because obviously when we when i was out in afghan and iraq the first time it was you can't take your phones you can't can't do this because they will hack it they can get your contacts and and send um fucking shit to your wife or whatever um and obviously it goes boils down to the other thing as well if you fucking slotted someone and you're filming it they can then recall that footage and then We've had a few people taken to trial and, and caught over unlawful yep. killings and stuff like that. It's like, it's not an unlawful killing. You're taking, unless you take it out of context, we're in a fucking war zone, you know, and and, and we've had we've had trials by like that. But, you know, have you had any sort of dealings or, or warnings from, from anyone about any sort of footage or anything? Because obviously the Russians do have pretty good fucking tech that they can smash out their propaganda machine you could say you had any sort yeah, of um, yeah we we had a, a couple of guys we, we lost a guy from one of our sister teams and then we had a few more wounded uh, mm. fuck it was around two weeks ago they got the the camera you know, they got the phone from one of the guys that was there and they took photos. Um, you know, they blasted these guys all over the internet, put their names, their faces. Um, so you, you have shit like that. And that's my main thing is why I don't normally carry my phone on ops. Yeah, I get that. It, it's nice to have. It's nice to have, you know, in case you make that fucking last call home. Mm. But at the same time, it's not worth, uh, you know, them getting your fucking kid's number or some shit and harassing them because... They're they're fucking slime, man. They'll do shit like that. Where you know that's unfathomable to me. If I, yeah, if I found some guy's phone, I wouldn't fuck with it. Definitely, it's it's mad how different humans are from different cultures. Like, you know, I, I even look back at different things that you see on even even historically from like World War Two, when the difference between some of the Germans or sorry, some of the Nazis compared to the allied forces and it's like well we don't we don't do that sort of thing but it's like oh but it's okay for them to do it yeah you, you had the fucking japanese cutting marines dicks off and put them in their mouths yeah you know shit like that i would never even fucking no you wouldn't would you wouldn't do some shit like that no 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 but i guess that's the difference in you know humanity yeah people that yeah. are fucking subhuman you know that that's the difference between well-trained and well-drilled and better soldiers because we do have that element of empathy 
that yes we are when when we when we need to we can we can end a life but at the end of the day we we we're trained not to want to take the life you know we will stop you if we have to but (laughs) at the end of the day we'd we'd rather be there and not be used than yeah, fuck it. I'd rather you fucking turn around and go <laughs> yeah, the other way. Yeah, exactly. As 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 you know, a lot of people go, "Well, that's bollocks, isn't it?" It's like, well, no, it's not. I don't think it is. I think you know, you're trained to do the job, and it's the the same thing, isn't it? You train hard to fight easy. You train for the worst possible outcome, so that that doesn't actually happen. Um, but you know, it's it's it is definitely a a crazy situation that you're in. Are they are they pinging you with um, like sort of IDFs and mortar attacks throughout the night as well, or are they, or is it sort of yeah we've a ce- a we've got RD'd. No, we we get RD'd. Um, anytime they find out where we're at, we're fuck man. I was at a. I, I don't want to give too much out, but no, that's fine. We're we were doing a op and we we're supposed to give reconnaissance, so they pushed us further. Well, fucking, as soon as we get there, you know, Babushka's out on her phone and I'm looking around, I'm like, this isn't fucking good. You know, she's in her 60s, 70s. I'm like, normally these people out east don't want us here. And I, I kind of expressed to my commander, I was like, this is a good thing. Well, the fucking next morning, one of the older men in the village walks right through our fucking, right through our fob, you know, our OP that we had set up. And, starts trying to talk to me and I was like, you know, like one minute I, I get our commander that speaks Russian and he explains to him that we are all Ukrainians and the fucking guy looked <laughs> right at me and he goes, he doesn't look Ukrainian. And, uh, you know, he kind of laughed and I was like, what do you say? He's like, he said, he, you don't look Ukrainian. And it probably didn't help. But I had a fucking schmuck on it. It was hot, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of bitched, bitched to the higher and eventually they, they pulled us out. We're like, it's not safe. They fucking smashed that whole area, man. They hit it with like 20 fucking rockets that night. They ended up killing a bunch of civilians. Man. And, uh, you know, we, we got lucky. I mean, we left there, you know, a few hours prior. And like they normally do, they fucking smashed it in the middle of the night. And yeah, they're waiting for us all to be sleeping in the building. Yeah. We, we take our, I take our IDF. I was on a hop out east. And, um, you know, some of the, the Ukrainians out there fucking gave away our position. They were like some priests or some shit so they were untouchable and they knew they were giving them intel and we had a spot set up to overwatch for this position and some things that we were trying to do to make sure they wouldn't cross a certain area and uh, while we're there you know there's no fucking helicopters in this area we had reconnaissance for a week the night we're there trying to pull off this operation a fucking helicopter rolls up and uh we're like fuck you know let's get close let's get close so we run into the tree line and we fucking jump in trenches and he fucking lofted a rocket at us, man. This fucking rocket ripped. It ripped through the trees, like probably a hundred feet above me. Blew up, you know, maybe hundred meters behind me, eighty meters behind me. And uh, my buddy that was there with the Safi, he said he fucking IR flooded the whole the whole hillside. So one of the other guys that was there, he's he's been here for a while. He's a former Navy SEAL. He looks at my other buddy that was a ranger, and he's like, I know you guys want to do this, but we got to go. And I'm like, you know, normally I would want to fucking stay through the mission. I was like, but we got to go. They know where we're at. Mm. And we fucking pull out. We get out of there in you know, five minutes. We fucking pull up the, the jab spot. We pull up the fucking sniper spot. We get everybody out. And on our way out, 
you see in the back of the fucking trucks we're looking and you just see them smashing that whole hillside with fucking oh, artillery oh. i mean they fucking leveled that shit dude so if we would have stuck around yeah. an extra five ten minutes we would all got smoked it's definitely a different type of warfare now than than it was if anything it's reverting back to cold war sort of tactics from yeah instead of you know because obviously when we went out into the desert we we started with cold war tactics and was like hang on a minute they're fucking ied and the shit out of us here we need to change how we're patrolling we need we need to change this we need to do this and you know you have to sort of resort back to cold war tactics i guess you know i'm i'm gonna assume that they might put out minefields i guess but I'm assuming they're not I put laying IEDs out for, for you guys yet. They probably don't know how to do No, that. not so much. <laughs> they, uh, they, they've got a lot of fucking mines. There, there's mines everywhere, man. Yeah, um, I, thought, I thought they might. Some of the mines they have now. Yeah, some of the mines they have now, they're, it's like, like newer shit. Uh, I can't remember the name of the one, but it's like a bouncing Betty. Oh, yeah. But when they shoot it, they can actually sh- shoot it from a fucking a, uh, a launcher. It'll go out, staple down, yeah. and, and sprawl these wires out. So any of the wires in like a 360 degree fucking trip it instead of just one wire like we would use with a claymore or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know it's it's pretty fucking deadly. Yeah, they. It, it's it's hard as well because obviously there's still, you know, obviously fighting out in Afghanistan and Iraq, we knew there were civilians there, and the Taliban would mingle with those people, but when you're fighting another another military force and they're still blasting you even though they know there's civilians in the in the way that that's something that's something else that's yeah it's total disregard the civilians here they they don't give a fuck i mean that's why our teams try to hide hide away from them you know we don't we don't try to bury in inside any civilian populations because like i said when they when they found us that fucking one night it took a babushka and some fucking old guy narking on our positions and they smoke half the fucking village we're around so that's uh crazy you know, it's 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 a whole different type of warfare now because they, they don't care about leveling blocks <laughs> I mean, they'll fucking get rid of a grid square if they think that there's westerners there yeah definitely and especially with the with the sort of team that you're working with obviously like you said mixed mixed nationalities but that'd be a huge scalp for them as well it's a big a big fuck you to the west if they get a whole fucking yeah. fire, fire team of you lot wiped out. Um, obviously, fingers crossed that doesn't fucking happen. But, you know, you know, <laughs> sometimes the luck just fucking runs out, unfortunately. So, like, like, it's like, the game. Yeah, like you said, you've, you've had a few, a couple wounded. And t- did you, did you say that you lost a, lost a couple? Was that part of your, your team or is that a different team? I haven't, um, <clears throat> since I've been to my team, we haven't lost anyone. Right before well, I got to my team, uh, when I was heading east to link up with the, the team that I was joining, uh, back then it was uh, Alpha. No, I'm part of Black Team in the Legion, but they had both lost a couple guys in Severs and Esk. Um, the team that we had recently lose some guys that were uh, predominantly like Belarusians and, and Georgians. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, even even so, they're still part of the team. It's it's still a horrible thing, and unfortunately, yeah, we all live together. Yeah, you know, we're we're all like brothers here, so it's a it's a fucking shit day when we lose anyone. Definitely, and you know, at the end of the day, 
you fight together, you sleep together, um, and hopefully this all fucking sort of starts to wind down a bit now for you guys. You know, it's it's been a, been a long time considering it should never have happened in the first place. Right. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I, I admire everything that you guys are doing out there, especially yourself and uh, obviously our... Uh, <laughs> Uh, our mutual friend that we we cannot name, um, but <laughs> Widowmaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, I've I've known I've known Widowmaker since well since primary school. Um, so oh no shit. So uh, he's, he's a great man. I, I fucking love the guy. He's the reason I'm part of Black Team now. Yeah, yeah. He he is a top quality lad. His brother is a top quality lad, and his dad is a fucking massive hero like and yeah funny story about his dad his dad uh fixed fixed my nose in a rugby match i got i got elbowed by the biggest biggest fucking lump that was on the opposite side he was getting annoyed with me because i kept taking him down and um he just turned around and gave me a swift fucking elbow and my nose basically popped and fucking blood everywhere his fucking dad calls me over and he goes tomo come here i'm like fucking i'm just swallow like fucking lumber over he grabs him by the nose and I don't, some sort of fucking SAS fucking magical mind craft or whatever he did but all of a sudden my nose was back in place and the fucking blood had stopped and he went now fucking get back on that pitch and I was like Jesus <laughs> fucking hell but yeah mad family mad family but they yeah, are they are family to be friends with. they are the best you know and when he gets back, we're gonna I'm gonna have to have a beer. And Troy, if you're ever over in the UK, mate, you're more than welcome to sit and have a beer with me anytime, hundred percent. Or a whiskey. I'd love to oh, partial to a whiskey. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a Jameson guy myself. I oh, I don't uh, mind a nice Irish whiskey. Sure. Yeah. I've got literally just finished off a, a bit of honey, a bit of Jack Jack Daniels with honey yeah. in it. It's fucking delicious. But do you know? Do you know what I'm gonna? I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a like a pause on this, and we're gonna do a part two, um, probably a few months down the line, um, when uh, when it's hopefully calmed down a bit more, and uh, and we'll definitely get some more more gen from the boots on the ground because this interview is running out of time, and I know it's quite late over there. You need to get some some shut ass. And and some yeah, rest, a bit, so, yeah. some rest and recuperation before you know putting those boots back on, strapping that body armor on, and going out and and giving those Russians some hell. I appreciate you, brother. You uh, keep fighting the good fight, and I'll catch you again soon. Yeah, appreciate your time, brother. Thanks oh, for having me, mate. Honor and the privilege is all mine, and I'll catch you again soon, my man. Catch you in a bit. Hello. You're at the adverts. So don't turn off. Don't turn off because I've got some good stuff for you. First up, going to talk about our sponsors. 
Kent CBD is our first sponsor. Now, CBD oil, as you know, has tremendous benefits, especially within mental health and physical health. Personally, I use it to help with my anxiety and my depression, but not only that, I also use it to help with the aches and pains of life in my joints, especially my ankles and my knees. Um, but yeah, without CBD oil, I would have still been on my antidepressant tablets, which I'm no longer on. So, you know, every cloud. And what we're going to do here at Granite Zero is we're going to give you 10% off everything from oil, muscle rub, jellies, bath salts, the lot. Yeah? Make sure you get in there. www.kentcbd.org. Put in the promo code Granite Zero and get yourself 10% off. You are welcome. But also, if you're like me and you love a nice cup of coffee. Now, for me, I only drink one coffee, and that's Green Beret coffee. Now, I don't only drink it because it's out of this world fucking coffee, roast to order, grinded to whatever specific grind you want. But not only that, it's veteran-owned and veteran-run, which, you know, hits me right in the feels. So make sure you check it out, Green Beret Coffee. Get yourself a nice cup of coffee. I drink it dark, just like my soul. Incredible stuff, incredible stuff. And what I'm going to give for you, I'm going to give you 10% off. So once you get to the checkout, once you've got all your coffee, your products, your apparel, whatever you need, get to the checkout and put in the promo code GZPODCAST. 10 and get yourself 10% off courtesy of the Granite Zero podcast. You are welcome. Now that's enough of me talking about this stuff. Back to the regular scheduled show. Check it out.